Hello and welcome to This Is My Dram, a whiskey and music podcast in which we review a whiskey and play some of our favourite music to go with it. This Is My Dram consists of me, Stu, and the ever-gleeful Andy. In this episode, we review an Australian whiskey. We try and ultimately fail to avoid all the Australian stereotypes when tasting the Starwood Distillery's 10th anniversary bottling. I didn't yeah. say Struth once during the tasting. No, you did pretty well. and I didn't say that I hope that the Australian rugby and cricket teams lose every single match they play for the <laughs> to the end of time. Um, I, managed to, I managed to not say that. We also play some songs along an intergalactic space theme to accompany the out-of-this-world distillery name and space theme bottle designs. So the song I'm going to go for is about the first manned space uh, travel translunar injection. I, I guess there's, there's probably not any other song that could be described as being like that. And we have a brand new feature all about one of our listeners. Fittingly, this episode is all about one of our Australian listeners, Dan Hoper, who gives us the lowdown from Down Under. Well, the science bit, I love hearing the story behind whiskey. Um, from everything from you know the story behind a name, the, the actual distillers, the process. And where we see the long-awaited return of the science bit? You'll just have to listen on to find out. I apologise in advance for the odd sound issue on this episode. That was due to me not checking the levels on my mic before recording. Schoolboy error. Um, but hopefully you won't find it too distracting. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ThisIsMyDram and check out all of our playlists, podcasts and blogs on ThisIsMyDram.com. Right, that's enough waffle. Here's our podcast all about Starwood Whiskey. This is my dream, this is my dream. I like whiskey, I like beer. G'day, mate. Hello. What's going on? <laughs> uh, you, you do, you do realise we're doing an Australian whiskey, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Sorry. I, I just uh, um, I, I couldn't understand who the uh, who the Indian gentleman speaking to me uh, at the beginning of the podcast was. There. <laughs> just say uh, impressions whenever you're a strong point. No, it was good. That, no, that was that was all right. You know, you could. It was good enough for say home and away, but not neighbours. Uh, yeah, is that is that the bar? Is that how you you kind of judge quality in Australia? Neighbours is good, home and away average. Yeah, yeah exactly. How many uh, how many terrible Australian stereotypes do you think we can fit into one episode? I don't know. You flaming galah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. I'm going to have to do some sort of jingle in this episode that involves uh, as many stereotypes I can fit into one jingle. But we apologise in advance to all Australian listeners. Uh, but the reason we're doing it is because we are reviewing an Australian whiskey today. And one of the reasons we're doing that is because not only is it nice to get uh, Australia as a um, as another area that we're ticking off in terms of the whiskies we've tried, uh, but also we um, uh, we're now our Australian listeners are now up to our fourth place in our listener charts behind the UK, US and Japan. So uh, so uh, a couple of our Australian listeners have obviously been doing uh, sterling work, spreading the word of This Is My Dram. Um, so yeah, we're, one of which will be featured later on in the podcast. We've got the uh, wonderful Dan Hoper, 
uh, also known as Why Not Whiskey, is going to um, pop along for a little feature later on. So listen out for that. Um, but yeah, today so we're looking at Australian whiskey. We're looking at Starwood whiskey. Um, but it's been a while since we've done a normal episode like this where we've just had a little bit of a, a chat to uh, introduce what's going on with us at the moment and things like that. So uh, I thought we could just uh, start by just telling the listeners what's what's been going on, uh, how we both are. Have we actually done anything since our last episode in kind of June where we had a chat like this? I don't know. Well, you've, you've been uh, to most of the distilleries in Scotland in the... Uh, yeah. In, in the meantime, you know, I've, I've been at work, so... <laughs> um, Someone has to. Not, not, quite, not quite as exciting, but... Uh, yeah, yeah well, well, I mean, obviously, I, I guess last time we, we did a sort of more chatty episode, I was just about to make the move, so so I've I've done that, as people will who've listened to the last couple will realise from the uh, Skype interaction that uh, I'm, I'm now based in Ireland, so, uh, so oh, that's all going well. And we're hoping to get a couple of Irish whiskey uh, distillery visits from you from you sooner or later, if we're with a bit of luck. I mean, probably later, but, you, you know, um, <laughs> I'll, do my, I'll do my best. Um, no, 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 I'm going to commit to it. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, there will be some Irish distillery episodes coming up you? with visits and, uh, you know, little mini documentaries that are sort of, you know, over overly polished, you know, sort of... <laughs> Almost sickening, you might say. Those kind of, you know, that kind of thing. Um, well, you heard it here what? first, uh, listeners. Andy's promised some uh, Irish whiskey distillery discussion. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, Andy's referring to there is our last couple of episodes where we did a slightly different style of episode and uh, we've had some lovely comments uh, about those episodes. So thank you to everyone who's, who's been nice about the, the little kind of uh, featurettes we did at the beginning of the last couple of episodes. Um, I'm sure some of you will be uh, pleased we're back to normal, just spouting a load of rubbish into a microphone for an hour, which is what we're doing today. Um, but yeah, so, so that's what you've got in store for you. Um, uh, but yeah, in, uh, Andy's absolutely right. I, uh, I've been to Scotland. I went to, I managed to fit in 13 distilleries in 14 days uh, in Scotland, some of which just kind of brief visits, uh, just quick quick trips around the uh, the outside and, and then t- into the gift shop. Others where I did tastings and, and distillery tours and stuff like that. So uh, absolutely fantastic. And no doubt you'll get a few more of those in the future episodes. Octomore, for example. Are you looking forward to the Octomore episode, Andy? I certainly am, yeah, and and I guess numbers wise, you almost went from one wife to zero wives in 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 that period of time as well. Amazingly, I actually managed to kind of get Danielle converted to liking uh, distilleries. So she was she she really enjoyed them. She she thought she loved the romance of them. She kind of really got into the backstories, uh, and you know, she's never been. uh, averse to it the odd drop of whiskey but uh but yeah she's never been a massive fan but she did really love the distillery so i was lucky enough we we made the joke both of us that um i managed to dupe her into going on a scottish tour of uh, distilleries and she managed to dupe me into it going on a scottish walking holiday so uh, between the two of us we were both happy so yeah sounds good <laughs> but uh but yeah so what else have we got in store today well um we're also doing a uh, playlist as we usually do today where we're going to play you some songs and uh, we've actually re- resisted going for the usual lazy playlist option whenever we do a world whiskey of just playing songs from that that country <laughs> we could have just done australian songs couldn't we but we uh, we've actually gone to a bit of effort with this one so do you want to explain the uh, the musical theme we've gone for andy so yeah so we're doing the uh we're doing the starwood whiskey and it's got a very attractive label on the front with uh some pictures of 
different star systems and things like that. So we thought we would do songs about space, songs about space travel, that kind of thing. So it's a uh, it's an intergalactic playlist, although it doesn't contain the song Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys at, at anywhere. But you know, you know. which is a big other, shame other, because it's an amazing which, song. <laughs> which is a shame. Yeah, we probably should rethink that. I don't think it would fit we're, in with the other songs we've got on the playlist, to be honest. So, but but you know, I'll t- tell you what, we'll we'll put it, we'll put it at the back end of the playlist now that I've mentioned it as um, a bonus because because this is the sort of professional planning that goes into these things. Um, so yeah, songs about <laughs> space. I think uh, I think there's. It didn't take terribly long to think of some good ones, uh, but I think we've avoided uh, going for the really obvious ones as well. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and it's both. It's an area that we're both really interested in as well. Actually, isn't it? You know, uh, we've both been stargazers for a little while. You've actually left your pretty impressive. Is it an eight-inch telescope? Is that right? You you have you have got your uh, a firm grip on my eight inch at the minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. Usually it's uh, me making the horrible innuendos, Andy. <laughs> what what? I don't know how you could read read anything into that other than uh, astronomy. Um, yeah, you you've got the you're holding the big telescope as it were. Um, All of our listeners are so, turning up uh, in their droves. <laughs> <laughs> These horrible um, images. Um, yeah, well, we've got actually a listener who's also into stargazing. I believe um, Brian at Mold Musings uh, is not. Is, is he, I think he's got a, a fancy telescope as well. So uh, he'll be. Oh, really? He's a fellow uh, star bore, is he? Apparently so. Apparently so. So, uh, and he's actually been very kind recently to send me a few drams of port finish uh, whiskies after I uh, was discussing with him on Twitter a few whiskies and and, uh, and mentioned that I'd never actually found a port finish whiskey that I've, I'd fully into. So he's been kind enough to, to send me a few port finish whiskies just to see if I can he can change my mind on that. So so a uh, bit bit of a shout out to Brian uh, at Malt Musings on Twitter. Good on him. Um, so yeah, so we, we've both been interested in space for a while and actually. Uh, we've been to Kielder Observatory a few times, haven't we? Which is a a great dark sky observatory over uh, up here in the in the north. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably uh, in terms of anything vaguely local to to Newcastle. That's probably the best place you're gonna you're gonna do some some stargazing there. And I think I think they often see the Northern Lights and all sorts of things from from that vantage point. So yeah, yeah. That, that's anyone who's in the area. That's that's. Uh, that's the place to go and also you were at blue dot festival uh this this summer as well yeah blue dot's like the the perfect combination as well isn't it because you've got the uh blue dot festival is is basically a bit of a science and music festival um and so great for little geeks like me where you basically want to uh, go and listen to some fantastic music there was chemical brothers and flaming lips and public service broadcasting playing so some great bands but at the same time they have these science talks going on and they had jim al khalili doing science talk they had richard dawkins they had uh, quite a few big names doing some some talks um and so it was great for to be able to geek out on a bit of science as well as yeah. go and see some amazing music but they also did have a little bit of whiskey there as well they had a an odd bag van um that uh, that we we sat and had a dram in uh, and got um well yeah basically <laughs> basically got patronized uh, <laughs> um so yeah that was quite entertaining um but yeah so um yeah we we went to blue dot festival and it's absolutely amazing it's it's under the shadow of jodrell bank 
uh, in Cheshire, which is the big radio telescope there. Uh, and it was absolutely incredible. They actually lit up the radio telescope in time to the music uh, when the headliners were on, which was just such an incredible sight. But also just loads of art projects going on. I cannot recommend it enough as a festival. I thought it was it was absolutely fantastic. Family friendly too. So loads of uh, kids being dragged around in trailers and, and stuff like that all over the place. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you get a chance to go to Blue Dot, it is... Uh, absolutely amazing, especially if you're a bit of a science and music geek like uh, like we are. That's enough chat, now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat, now let's listen to some music. That's enough chat, yeah, now let's listen to some music, yeah. Well, on that note, do you want to kick us off with your um, first music choice then uh, of the day? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go, um, and I, I have to attribute um discovery of this album to you i think it was you that actually let me know about this one but uh i'm gonna play the song anyway um so it's uh, pub, uh public service broadcasting and they did an album um a few years ago now called the race for space which uh is where they've composed some backing tracks and used lots of um recordings from mission control during the uh, apollo missions so mostly sort of stuff from Apollo 8 and Apollo 11, although they do have a little bit of the Russian uh, space program in there as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's instrumental music with spoken word samples, I guess, from, uh, from different space stuff. And I think in terms of my interest in space and space travel, I think obviously Apollo and the, uh, the Voyager missions are the where where I got really really geeky and interested in in the stuff. So yeah, I remember um, you so this, uh, you gave me the uh, the DVDs for that uh, Tom Hanks produced series that was all about the the Voyager and Apollo missions, which was absolutely great. Uh, what was it called? From the from the Earth to the Moon was it? Uh, from the Earth to the Moon, yeah. It's it's the Gemini missions through to the Apollo missions. Oh yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's crap and stuff. So the the song I'm going to go for is called uh, the Other Side, and it's about the first. Uh, manned space uh, travel translunar injection um, so I, I guess there's probably I, I guess there's there's probably not any other song that could be described as being about that um, and it it, uh, it sort of takes the the uh, radio contact for mission control when Apollo 8 went behind the moon for the first time and they had to wait a number of minutes to, to regain contact with the ship and find out whether they'd managed to go into lunar orbit or whether they'd shot themselves off into space forevermore. So quite a tense moment in space travel. And I think uh, public service broadcasting do a fantastic job of sort of capturing that musically. Yeah, I mean, the tension in the song is amazing, isn't it? Because they do have that downtime and they bring the yeah. music right down. And actually, I've seen them live three times now. And what's amazing about this song live uh, is that they, you know, the bit where they, the, the, they go behind the back of the moon and they bring that music right down and they bring the levels down ridiculously low. What's incredible is that every time I've seen them live, the crowd has been so respectful of it. it they basically, the crowd just shuts up. Everyone's completely silent and you end up with this really quiet, um, you know, section 
of the the set where no one's speaking no one's cheering and the the music has come right down and then when they bring it back in when when they get the when they reconnect after they've gone around the back of the the moon and they bring the audio back in the drums kick back in uh, it's so like uplifting it's absolutely brilliant and i think that's what public service broadcasting do so brilliantly on this album is they take what is basically you know uh, news stories and mission control audio and they make it sound really emotional don't they they actually add a lot of emotion and uh behind the kind of stories that the, the that's going i'm really glad you picked this one because it's one of those ones that's not one of the big singles from the album but i think it's it, it really shows off like how amazing public service broadcasting can be in doing something a bit a bit unusual and a bit different Control Houston, uh, two minutes, 50 seconds away from time of LOS now. Our distance away from the moon, uh, 460 nautical miles. Velocity, 7417 uh, feet per second. You're in mission control. Uh, we're standing by. There's a certainly a great deal of anxiety at this moment. We acquire at uh, 36 minutes, uh, so at uh, 68 hours, uh, 55 minutes, continue to monitor. This is Apollo Control. of a signal uh, with Apollo 8 at uh, 68 hours, uh, 58 uh, minutes, uh, 45 seconds. We will watch with continuing interest the AOS clock here in Mission Control.
They're traveling over the back side of the moon now. Our velocity reading here, uh, seven, 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 seven feet per second. Now we're in our period of longest wait. Continuing to monitor, this is Apollo Control, Houston. Apollo Control, Houston, uh, we've acquired signal, but uh, no voice contact yet. We're standing by. We're looking at engine data, and it looks good. Uh, tank pressures look good. Apollo 8, Apollo 8, this is Houston. Houston, over. We've got it. Uh, we've got it. Apollo uh, 8 now in, in lunar orbit. Uh, there's a cheer in the, this room. Uh, this is Apollo Control Houston uh, switching now to the voice of Jim Lovell. 10,000 times, but this is the first that a man aboard reported to his compatriots here on Earth. Fantastic. There we go. The other side by public service broadcasting. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely fantastic piece of music. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. Okay, cool. So um, let's have a little bit of a think about the whiskey uh, that we've got today then, the Starwood whiskey. We're actually doing um, a special release of the Starwood whiskey. We're doing the 10th anniversary special um, that they released. Uh, just because it's got 10 in the in the label doesn't mean it's actually 10 years old. And in fact, uh, the owner of Starwood Whiskey claims that if you matured a whiskey for 10 years in Australia, it would actually taste pretty disgusting and overpowering because he reckons the um, the, the weather and the maturation, the, the speed of the maturation there means that uh, 10 years is, is a bit over the top. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I assume they have the same uh, kind of issue, if not more so than in... Uh, with the Indian whiskies that we've talked about in previous series, that I mean, what does it take to mature a whiskey in Australia? About twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how much they have to mature it for to get a legally whiskey. Uh, no, <laughs> so yeah, um, but it, it can be matured for a lot less than a than a Scotch whiskey, for example. Uh, they do lose five percent in angel sh angel share every year, which is pretty mad. Really, because it means that after yeah, like ten years, they wouldn't have that much left of it, would they? So. 
So yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive uh, speed of maturation. But it means that they can get some really impressive flavors out of it where, when they've only matured it for kind of two or three years. Um, so are we going to have a uh, science bit from, from you, Andy? Is this the big comeback of the science bit? Well, I think, you know, we've we've talked about the Apollo missions on the previous track and, you know, uh, man's sort of, you know, dare to dream moment. So so I think it would be remiss of me not to match the determination of the American uh, science industries in the 1960s by saying, yes, I will do a bloody science bit this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you can hear the podcast listeners cheering and shouting as as you say that. Um, so you go the comeback of the science bit, and that means the comeback of the jingle. Oh my god, I've missed the jingle. I've missed oh, this amazing good. jingle for the science bit. So here we go. Okay, here is the comeback of Andy's science bit. Wrestling wolves back when you were your mother's teeth. The Australian whisky market has undergone a period of intense growth in the last five years, with the number of distilleries in Tasmania alone rising from nine in 2014 to 31 in 2017. Starward 10th anniversary single malt was created using whisky drawn from the eight varieties of casks used in production including the sherry-like Apera fortified wine and Australian red wine. The whisky is bottled at 52% ABV. There we go. Thank you very much for that, Andy. Uh, amazing stuff. So we now know all about Starwood Distillery and the 10th anniversary special. Uh, this particular whisky is uh, 52% and uh, believed to be 
two to three years in age, um, but it actually contains whiskies from the uh, from 28 barrels from the distillery, which uh, uh, and each of those barrels has every single cast type that they've matured in so far in their in their 10 years of, of being a distillery. Uh, most of which are um, well, actually, the, I mean, they come from the the wine region of uh, Australia. They come uh, from Victoria. Uh, and that's right in the the wine production area in Australia. So so they're really keen to kind of focus on red wine finish. But but this one actually probably has a bit more of a sherry influence. They've got the uh, I think it's called Apera, which is the Australian fortified wine equivalent of sherry. Um, they've got yes, yeah. uh, Apera um, barrels um, for the, you know some of, some of the whiskey they've matured so far. They've got a, a Shiraz finish. Uh, they actually do a uh, Shiraz finish whiskey. You can get their wine finish uh, whiskey. Actually, I say wine finish. They they quite proudly say that they mature the whiskey in the wine casks from you know uh, new make spirit. So they it's not just a finish. They actually put them in straight away into the wine casks and mature do the whole maturation period into their their wine casks because they you know obviously operate so so close to to wine um, uh, wine region. Uh, and there's some Pedro Jimenez, I believe, in here. Pedro Jimenez barrels of various sizes as well. So um, it's actually quite a sherry-focused whiskey, although it will have some wine finish in there as well. Uh, and as I say, roughly probably two to three years. So really interesting. 52% as well. And yeah. you can get it for about um, 79, 80 pounds. I think there's still a few bottles available and you can get it for about 79, 80 pounds on Master of Malt. So, uh, or on uh, kind of, I think, a few other websites as well. So really interesting whiskey. What what are you expecting to get from this one? Just looking at the colour of it, it's uh, it's it's screaming sherry at me straight away. I think it's going to be quite a heavily sherried whiskey, and I think that that higher ABV with the the sort of young age of the whiskey comparatively, I guess, um, you know, I think it'll pack a real punch. So I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be good. So um, let's let's have uh, one more track before we either get stuck in then on the whiskey itself. So um, I will play my first track, and I'm going to go for uh, a song by REM. Um, so REM have a song called Man on the Moon, which was uh, from their Automatic from the People album uh, way back in the early 90s, I believe it was. Um, and so the the song man on the moon is actually not really about space i'm cheating a little bit here just because it's got moon in yeah, the name. Yeah. <laughs> but the the name comes from the uh the, the conspiracy theories about whether the moon landing was faked we'll not get into that subject now because uh it'll just end up with an angry rants from the two of us i imagine um but uh, but basically the the idea was is that uh, they're equating the moon landings uh being faked to um the faking of andy kaufman's death so uh, yes yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the song is actually all about the comedian Andy Kaufman, who is a, a very unusual uh, comedian, who um, you know was was immortalised in the Man on the Moon film as well recently uh, with Jim Carrey. I say recently, what was it? It was kind of like two uh, thousands, early two thousands, I think. Um, Although, um, what what is more recent is the Netflix documentary um, about Jim Carrey behind the scenes, which is considerably better than the film itself. Um, it's really interesting to watch. Uh, watch his uh, completely um, off-the-wall attempts at uh, method acting. Yeah, well, because he basically tried to stay in character the whole time, didn't he? And started to yeah, do things... Yeah, the whole time. That, so, yeah, and started to do things that Andy Kaufman 
would actually have done in real life which and he was quite a, a mad character wasn't he so uh yeah th- th- i haven't actually watched that yet i really need to watch that but uh but yeah that'll be in- uh, interesting to to see him go go a bit mental um but yeah so so the song itself is about andy kaufman and it's just a kind of one of those classic rem songs where they've just absolutely nailed the uh the kind of melody a beautiful melody beautiful song and uh and yeah uh, let's have a listen Tell me, are you locked in the pond? 
Okay, there we go. R.E.M. Man on the Moon. So let's have a look at this whiskey then. So we've got uh, the Starwood Single Malt Whiskey 10th Anniversary Special sitting in front of us. And straight away, just by looking at it, I think, as you say, you can tell it's going to be focused on sherry, uh, a lot of sherry stuff, as I say, probably a lot of uh, Australian fortified wine, but also Pedro Jimenez in there, giving it that that uh, colour. A little bit of red wine finish in there too. Um, and you can see in the glass it's quite viscous, can't you? You can see quite a lot of whiskey legs uh, going on there. We know a few people on Twitter who love their whiskey legs, don't we? So, uh, And I think you can see that that viscous viscosity that when you swirl it round. Yeah. But uh, but let's dive in on the nose and see what kind of things we're getting from it. Uh, it's really rich, isn't it? It's uh, instantly very sherried. Um, Extremely rich. But, Extremely but, rich. But also that, all those wine elements, it's uh, reminding me of sort of, uh, you know, like a nice kind of simmering pot of mulled wine that you might get at Christmas. It's It's, it's mm. got all that kind of... Uh, sort of wine and orange and clove and things like that yeah orange is a is a big note that i'm getting there it's really really overpowering along with the maybe a bit of cinnamon maybe a little sort of um burnt sugar kind of you know almost like uh almost like bitter kind of uh aroma yeah 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 i would say yeah brown brown sugar spray that kind of yeah that sweet element you're not getting anything australian in there um, any um, can- any kangaroo testicles or any kangaroo testicles? Uh... <laughs> I mean, to be I'll be honest, I've never smelled a kangaroo's testicles. <laughs> but um, if I had, I don't think it would no, smell like that. I've rendered you speechless. Kangaroo testicles. I mean, I, I just don't know. Um, but yeah, really interesting though. Um, it's very powerful, isn't it? It's not a shrinking violet of a of a dram on the nose instantly really really powerful lots of flavor so i think we should dive in on the um on the the palette to see if uh see what else we're getting on it that's really interesting oh yeah i like that <laughs> that's that's good i mean the obvious thing is 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 there is sherry in there as that sherry, yeah. sherry feel but there's more to it isn't there i mean firstly the the feel of it in the mouth that viscosity that i mentioned before definitely as soon as it goes into your mouth it coats the mouth you feel that oil you feel that viscosity and it feels very kind of luxurious in the mouth uh, luxuriously rich and um and beautiful to to kind of just drink but you also get all of the sweetness from the sherry as well don't you it's it's almost like um golden syrup it's a, it's a little bit kind of like you're drinking watered down golden syrup to an extent yeah it's it's syrupy but then it comes through with this kind of punch of uh, kind of peppery spice, mm. and then yeah, I'm also kind of getting getting a kind of um, top end of something like a almost like a slow gin or something, you know, like yep. a sort of berry berry liqueur or something. You know, there's 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 like a sort of spirity sweetness at the at the top of it as well. It's very it's definitely alcoholic, isn't it? And 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 that's probably. Yeah. Um, a little bit from the maybe the the age of the whiskey um is a really interesting fact about this whiskey actually is that uh, it actually gets more alcoholic the longer it sits in the barrel which is quite bizarre because right. most whiskies go the other way 
Uh, but supposedly, because uh, something to do with the, the way the water evaporates uh, more quickly or something, it means that actually it becomes less diluted as it sits in the barrel. So really bizarrely, yeah, it, it becomes more alcoholic. And, and they've bottled it now at 52% for this one. And I think you can taste that whiskey and that power. But yeah, maybe partly that, that's the youth of the whiskey coming through as well. But it does, I, you couldn't say that that's a young whiskey, can you? That is, it's got loads going on. For two to three years old, most of the whiskeys in here, that is... Really powerful, lots of flavour. Yeah, and you're still getting the the maltiness, um, kind of almost a cereal note in there, just hidden beneath all of those layers of rich sherried notes. The the sultanas and the I think the the, the rich fruits you mentioned, like the black currants and stuff like that. I think it's all uh, buried underneath there somewhere. Mm, really, so chewy, really yeah. chewy. And I think that, you know, that pepperiness you mentioned that's coming through, I think that comes through a bit more on the finish. I think when it first goes into the mouth, it's really sweet and treacly. And then as that kind of goes away, that's when you get the kind of more pepper and uh, slightly drier, the sh dried cherry uh, notes that come through. See, I'm, yeah, so I'm getting the sort of dark fruits really lasting into the finish. But then also... Um, Sort of like a, I don't know, like an Earl Grey tea with no, you know, like a black tea kind of thing on the finish. Mm. Like tea with no milk in it. It's, it's really nice as well. The longer you let it sit there, it just w keeps warming. It almost gets warmer and warmer and warmer on the, on the top of your mouth mm. as you let it sit there. Um, really fascinating. I think that's a great, that, that is a really interesting whiskey. You know, take your... Uh, you know, you, yeah, young whiskey, Australian, you know, all of the things that maybe whiskey snobs would turn their nose at, uh, no age statement. Um, but what what a fantastic, complex, interesting whiskey that is. You know, that is, that's got way more in it than a lot of the kind of really old age statement drums that, you know, uh, you'd stereotypically see flying off the shelves. Uh, so I'm I'm really impressed with that. I'm really impressed. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Well, um, so that's our Starwood whiskey. That's the um, 10th anniversary bottling. We'll drum your league table it soon. But first, I thought um, it'd be interesting to uh, hear about another Starwood whiskey um, and hear from one of our Australian listeners. So we've got uh, an Australian listener called uh, Dan Hopper. Uh, he tweets under the name at Why Not Whiskey on Twitter. And he, uh, well, I mean, there's a few things he's done that's impressed us, really. The first one was for our entire budget series, last series, he managed to basically get a bottle of every single thing that we tried on the budget series. He managed to complete the, complete the set, do all six. Uh, and he, we sent him a couple of drams as a congratulatory thing to, to kind of reward his effort, really. But also... Uh, he's a he's a dedicated listener. He's always extremely nice to us on Twitter, and he and he's a really interesting guy to follow. So do follow him on Twitter. Uh, but we thought we'd do a bit of a new feature today, brand new feature, you know, series six, brand new feature. Uh, we thought we'd go for a bit of a listener feature, so we would find out a little bit more about Dan um, and find out about the whiskies he likes, but also find out a little bit more about Australian whiskey and maybe um, some other Starwood whiskies that he might be uh, interested to tell us about. So uh, here's our little listener feature all about Dan. Um, so here we go. Hi, Tony. Dr. Carl, how's season? Oh, yeah, she's fine, mate. Yeah. You uh, throwing another shrimp on the barbie? Too right, mate. Nice, mate, mate. 
That up, you flaming galah. Is that even a proper Aussie accent? No, but neither's yours, mate. Ah, oh, mate. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel Hoper. Hey, guys, how are you going? What is your favourite whiskey at the moment? Uh, my favourite whiskey at the moment, that would have to either be the Ardwig 10 or the Highland Park 10. I'm having a bit of a run on Peter's scotches at the moment. Um, I was recently gifted a bottle of Octomore from the in laws and it's amazing, but uh, yeah, it's not one of those ones that you have every day. And what would be top of your Drumier League table of all time? Top of my league table? Besides the samples that you sent me, which were magnificent, um, but I tend to split my league table between the big game specialists like Lagavulin um, with some more consistent performers like Limeburners or uh, Nicker by the Barrel is... Um, yeah, pretty regular on my list, so it's probably towards the top. Which Australian whiskies could you recommend? I'd better start with the local connection I have, um, Blackgate Distillery. They're just down the road from me. Uh, they've just released a cask-strength peated version. Very small run, but if you can get, can get your hands on it, I think it's well worth it. Like I said previously, there's the Lime Burners from Western Australia. Um, they're Solera cask, or they do a heavily peated version as well. It's kind of interesting here. We have very, very varied climates. Um, Tasmania has its quite cool climate close to England, and here in Dubbo we have you know summers that get well above the 40 degree mark and then you know well down below below zero in winter Um, so there's lots of interesting things being produced at the moment so yeah if you can get your hands on it um, I think yeah it's well worth it. And can you tell us about any of the other Starwood whiskey expressions? I only have the uh, Solera malt so it's it's not sherried but being from Melbourne, I think it's definitely closer to you know, a Speyside Scotch with its uh, fruity and floral notes. Um, I tend to get a lot of um, raisin and marzipan on the nose, um, and then it's quite rich with um, a lot of caramel and that marzipan again following through in the palate. Then I get quite a dry finish, and yeah, it's not not an overly long finish, but um, it it's definitely one that. I think benefits from a couple drops of water just to open it up. It's one of those ones where, you know, you could easily sip it without having to think about it, but, you know, there are a few little notes in there that if you want to spend time with it and explore it, you'll, yeah, definitely find some, some interesting things. Time for a quickfire round. If you had to pick one, which would you go for? Sherried or peated? Definitely going to have to choose peated. Bourbon or scotch? Based on everything else I said, I think it's pretty clear. It's scotch. Age statement or cask strength? Don't believe you can fake time, so if I was given the choice between age statement and, and cask strength, um, yeah, I'm going to take the age statement. The science bit or the Drummer League table? Well, the science bit, I love hearing the story behind whiskey. Um, from everything from, you know, the story behind a name, the, the, dis- the actual distillers, the process. Um, yeah, I find that bit to be a bit better than the, uh, the scoring on the Drummer League table. <laughs> Highland whiskey or Isla? Uh, if I had a choice, I'm definitely going to choose Isla. Big fan of peated scotch, so... Bowie or the Beatles? For me, that's Bowie, hands down. Thanks very much, Dan. Have a good day, mate. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been great. I look forward to seeing what you guys do next, and uh, 
I'll be sure to keep you in touch on Twitter. Thanks. So there we go. That was uh, that was Dan uh, with his listener bit. Um, so yeah, we um, we're now sitting here with our um, hats on with the corks upside down, pointing up in the air. Our Foster's beer. Oh God! <laughs> is, 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 is that a didgeridoo in your pocket, or uh, no. <laughs> I'm just pleased to see you? Um, we've got neighbours on the TV. Doctor Carl is uh, is over there on the TV. Um, so yeah, so. Let's have a, a second song about space whilst we're uh, we're here and uh, before we get stuck into to kind of thinking about our Jammy League table and the like. So uh, what's the second song you're going to go for in a space-related theme, Andy? So uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, it's kind of similar to the first track, although it's uh, from a different kind of era of music. It's uh, Brian Eno uh, did an album called... Uh, Apollo atmospheres and soundtracks um, and it was actually it was written for a documentary I think he recorded the album in the sort of early 80s um, and he wrote it for a documentary well, about the early years of NASA and about them getting the space program off the ground and the Gemini missions and Apollo missions after that I don't think the documentary was finished until sometime in the 90s I think they the, the actual uh, song wasn't used on screen for quite some time, but since has been used on s- screen uh, quite a few times. It's been used in the film Traffic. It's been in uh, the film 28 Days Later that we've also featured other songs from it at various times. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's almost sort of become a... If, if you want to do something poignant, <laughs> um, you'll often find... I, I think there was a... Uh, a Top Gear episode where they used it as well because they were, you know, trying to be poignant, which I guess <laughs> is is pretty difficult when you're Top Gear. But um, and it was was written to um, uh, go over footage of the uh, lunar module lifting off the moon uh, in the, on the Apollo Eleven. So it's kind of like the ending of, of 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 that mission in some ways where they where they took off again and everything. Uh, everything went to plan so so uh, yeah let's have a listen to that
great yeah absolutely beautiful piece of music I mean he's, a, he's just a bit of a genius isn't he Brian Eno that is just the, a stunning, um, uh, stunning bit of work yeah and the, the other thing I forgot to say before we we, uh, we played that is that it was uh, it's actually um, sampled by Burial on, on one of his songs as well yeah well as a Burial geek I'm surprised I didn't know that that, had, uh, that they had sampled that but it's um it is oh, it's absolutely stunning and uh, yeah lovely ambient piece I think Brian Eno some of his ambient work over the years has just been second to none hasn't it so uh, if, you're, if you're into your ambient stuff there you go um, but yeah uh, how about we Drama League table the Starwood 10th anniversary bottling and uh, see what we give it because it's a Drama League table reckon all the whiskey so you can tell which is the best I'll start on the nose. Uh, so I think the nose is interesting, but I, I would say that it doesn't give, I mean, it's powerful, but it doesn't give anything that um, I wouldn't expect from a sherry dram. Uh, I'm, I think it's really interesting, but uh, I still think it is kind of a, sh- yeah, it's got the goal of that sherry focus with, with very little... Um, to kind of make it stand out from perhaps some of the other sherry drams we've had, part other than its its strength, other than the the, the strength and power of the flavour. Um, but I am a sherry dram lover, and so I think I'm going to go eight for it because I think it is it is a really nice um, nose. So yeah, yeah, I think I think I'll um, sort of echo those thoughts, but just go a little bit lower to a seven. I think it's good, but there's 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 sort of better to come. I think. Yeah, and then um, on the palate, I think that's where it really shines. I think this is where it kind of blows your head off a little bit in uh, not only just the power from the whiskey itself, but also the flavours. Uh, really flavoursome, really thick, really luxurious, great mouth feel. One of those whiskies that I think almost kind of it's an experience just putting in your mouth. You know, it's really interesting. So I'm gonna go nine on it. Yeah, same same here. I I, I can't. It's it's. This is why I like to go first with the Dramier League table because it's quite hard to have anything to say when we when we do agree on a whiskey, which I think we do in, in this case. I think it's a yeah. it's a really it's a it's a nine. It's an absolute cracker. Yeah, I mean we don't disagree very often on whiskey. I think we have developed very similar tastes, haven't we? I'll be interested to wait for an episode, which is undoubtedly going to come, where we have totally differing opinions. Where one of us loves it, one of us hates it, but it's yet to happen, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think on the finish as well. Uh, I think it's it just continues to warm. Uh, you get some really interesting notes come out of it. Uh, I'm going to slide slightly back down to an eight, but I think it's still deserving of that that high score. Yeah, I'll I'll slide slightly further again down to the seven. I think it's uh, I, th- I, th- I think that's where it doesn't quite compete with some of the real you know big hitters, sher- sherry space ciders or something. In that it's quite a short finish in comparison to those. Um, I do like the. Uh, that kind of black tea, Lapsang Souchong, whatever it is. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go seven on the finish. Great. Oh, well, there we go. So that's our thoughts. That's our um, thoughts on the, what is quite impressive Starwood whiskey. I, I'm really interested to see what they come out with in the future. And actually, I'll be really interested to try their wine finish one uh, that they've, they've got out at the moment because I'm really getting into red wine finishes at the moment. So uh, can't wait to see what they, they do in the future. It is their 10th anniversary bottling. So they've actually been around for 10 years. You know, two, 2007 was when they... They started distilling. Uh, it seems like quite a long time, actually. 
um but they're if they're producing drums of this quality then then it's just really interesting to see where they where they keep going with it um in the meantime i'll play my second track for the playlist so i'm gonna go for karen o uh karen o is the lead singer of the aas but um she also does uh, some solo work especially in, in kind of some side projects that she she's been working on uh we've featured her in the past on with her collaborations with walter martin for example and things along those lines um but the song i'm going to play by her today is actually a song called moon song uh which is used in the the film her uh, have you watched the the film her before andy I haven't actually seen it, although I I, I, know, I know the the film you're referring to, and I've heard it's uh, I've heard it's good. So yeah, yeah, well worth watching. Um, I think you would really like it. Actually, I, I think it's the kind of film you would quite enjoy. So give it a go. It's kind of a set in the future where um, Siri uh, is has got artificial intelligence. And it's basically about a man that falls in love with Siri, <laughs> to put it in the worst possible uh, terms. Uh, but in it, you know, it's a, it's a lot more complex than that. Um, but the idea is is that. Uh, this guy's wandering around with Scarlett Johansson speaking to him in his ear whispering sweet nothings all the time and she's she's learning and she's uh, developing uh, with her artificial intelligence really interesting um, one of the bits is she writes a bit of a they, they write a song together and uh, right. the, the song is Moon Song and that's um, what Karen O uh, is singing and in the version I'm going to play she's actually singing it with uh, Ezra Koenig and it's just a beautiful little ditty uh, some really beautiful harmonies and uh, it's all about sitting on the moon staring at the stars so uh, let's have a listen to moon song by carano
there we go so uh beautiful little ditty there so hopefully calmed you all and relaxed you all uh for the end of this podcast and now we're going to ruin all that calm relaxing feeling by talking a load of shit um but <laughs> <laughs> i know i was just just feeling nice and relaxed from the music and now now we now we're gonna ruin it we're gonna by, ruin it uh, we're gonna ruin it yeah, exactly. <laughs> um now i believe that you andy are lucky lucky enough to have a bit of at I Heart Whiskey, uh, aka Sarah, uh, Sarah's fudge. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it arrived um, on the same day the last episode went out uh, on iTunes for for download, which was uh, which was nice. So I was able to listen to our own podcast while tucking into some uh, Kalili eighteen uh, fudge, and it's a it's a real cracker. This one, I, I think, as someone said on uh, on on. Twitter who'd also got a box. It's, oh, that was Aiden, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's fudge with a finish. It really, it really does linger with you the 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 peatiness. So it's a it's a real triumph from uh, from Sarah, who's uh, constantly impressing us with the uh, the quality of fudge that she that she turns out. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. So Aiden Aiden received the same lot as you. He's uh, at Boba Fett two K six on Twitter. Um, usually into his bourbon, but he's getting into his scotch at the moment. I think I'm slowly winning him round to scotch, which is great. Um, but yeah, so you received it, as you say, you received it probably a few days ago, just when our last episode was released, just a few days before recording this. How much uh, have you got left of it, Andy? Just, uh, do you want to just show us how much you got left? Oh, I mean, almost all of it, really. I mean, you know, it's... it's <laughs> Uh, it's looking it. it's looking pretty empty that box i can see a card at the bottom that says nom 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 it's all gone yeah we've got one piece left all right you've got one you know. piece so when well, i said save the fudge for the podcast so we can review it you thought i'll keep one measly piece well the good news to sarah means we can't do that uh, terrible joke that we did for a few episodes where we tried to review it with our mouths full uh, <laughs> but i think i think we can possibly go one better than that because what i'm proposing is that i now eat this piece of fudge and, and, and say nothing, just enjoy it. But you are going to review it based on what you see happening on screen for the listeners. Okay, this, yeah. This, this is a test of your journalistic chops. Let's, okay. see, how, let's, see, uh, let's see how it goes. So, I'm up to the challenge. Go on then. So three, two, one, in it goes. And Andy's put the fudge in his mouth right now. Uh, so he's starting. Looks looks like it was nice and crumbly. Uh, it easily went in those first bites. Uh, obviously melt in the mouth um, because he, he easily started crunching away. And now lots of head nods going on. A few contemplative looks as he uh, mm. thinks about all the flavours that he's experiencing as they burst through his mouth. He's getting all that sweet fudge. But meanwhile, there seems to be this subtle aftertaste of uh, whiskey. This slightly peaty whiskey that's coming through. And what is that? Is it uh, is it whiskey is it something else uh so yeah very impressive there you go andy how how good how, how good is my description of what you were experiencing i mean not as good as the fudge itself but you, you know you, you did your you did your best I, th I think i think the listeners will be able to 
imagine uh, how good how good that piece of fudge was. The sheer joy on your face was something to behold. So. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, um, as usual, do give us a shout on um, Twitter at This Is My Dram and Instagram uh, at This Is My Dram where you can uh, interact with us, tell us what you think of the episodes and uh, also just kind of, you know, if you've got any songs you think we've missed from the playlist and things like that. Have you got any space-themed songs that you really like that you, you would like to have uh, heard on the playlist and, and stuff like that? But in the meantime, what we usually do is we... Um, also put the remaining songs that we don't have time to play on the podcast onto a Spotify playlist um, so that we can uh, we can give you a wider berth of, uh, of space songs that uh, that you can experience and listen to um, but yeah what we usually do is we, we, we talk through them briefly on the podcast and play little snippets and then you can go and uh, f- seek out our Spotify playlist on them either by going to Spotify or going to our blog um, for the episode on thisismydram.com and that's where you can uh, listen and, and, and listen back to all the songs that we uh, we recommend about space so Andy what are the other three songs that you're going to put on the playlist for our space theme that was very professional there did you practice all that <laughs> that's very good just I'm, I'm impressed i'm impressed it was doing all those featurettes they've uh, you know they, I've, I've learned all these skills about presenting i know yes you've, you've sort of uh, you know you've 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 left me behind i hear the deck needs another partner so i'm, I'm secretly hoping uh, exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah student deck um doesn't have the same uh, ring to it Saturday night takeaway or something. Like that. Oh no, you you want to go to Australia, isn't that? You you want to go to the jungle and get some more of this uh, starboard whiskey. That's your that's your master plan is to use this podcast as a vehicle to impress the uh, ITV producers enough to sign you up to go to Australia with Deck, eat some kangaroo testicles and get <laughs> loads of get loads of starboard whiskey. That's your plan. All I, I've I know your I've got your number. You've um, uh, you've sussed me out. You've sussed me out. I can't wait for that kangaroo anus in the bush took a trial, basically. <laughs> Hang on. Can- I thought it was kangaroo testicles, not it's like anus all of a sudden. Well, I, I bought the kangaroo dinner and I'm getting, uh, you know, getting more, more options now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, back to the music before this oh, gets yeah, any more music, out of hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to choose Looking for Astronauts by The National. Oh yeah, great um, song. Off the uh, alligator album. Have you seen the film Moon? I don't know. Have you, have yes. you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. So it's uh, Clint Mansell did the soundtrack to that and is uh, behind an awful lot of very good soundtracks. He did some of uh, the Black Mirror soundtrack and uh, things like that. And there's a song, uh, Welcome to Lunar Industries, which is kind of the sort of uh, ominous theme tune, I guess, of the, of the film. Um, it's a really great piece of music, so we'll put that on. Finally, a bit of jazz because it's been a while. Oh um, yes, 
we're going to have Stardust, and it's the uh, rather than the the obvious choice of the uh, Louis Armstrong version, it's the Duke Ellington version, uh, and it was the uh, very spe- it's a very special song in our family. It's the first song that we played for Finn when he was in the hospital um, oh. when he when he was born. So uh, so yeah, uh, Stardust definitely is good. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, so my other three songs I'm putting on the playlist. Um, the first one I'm going to go for is uh, "Moon" by Björk. Um, so, as as you know, I'm a big Björk fan. Got the the restraining order to prove it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So on the on the Biophilia album, she uh, she released a song called "Moon." Moon. That the impressive thing about this song is that firstly it's in seventeen eight, which you know. Just standard, you know, just write a song in standard time, as we know. always do. Seventeen eight, <laughs> swing it, watch yeah. the changes and try to keep up. The most impressive thing about the seventeen eight uh, time signature is that usually when someone does a seventeen eight time signature, it's like three bars of four followed by a bar of five. This is literally just one bar of seventeen. It's absolutely mad. Um, but the reason being is that she, um, the the song is is mainly written on the harp and it. Uh, has the f- different phases of the moon and so that's the idea behind the the kind of 17 uh, bits of the bar is the, the phases of the moon uh, really cool song very avant-garde very interesting um the harp is beautiful in it uh, and just yeah a real real chin scratcher of a song i would uh, i would describe it as um so really interesting and, and rewards many repeat listens so go on the spotify list playlist and listen to it a few times absolutely beautiful stuff I'm also going to go for Space Song by Beach House. Um, Beach House are just uh, one of those great ambient bands. I think it fits very nicely with the other songs we've picked on this playlist, actually. And finally, I'm going to go for... Um, Mercury by uh, Sifian Stevens and Bryce Dessner and uh, a couple of other collaborators as well they did actually did a whole album called Planetarium and every single song on it is about a different element of the solar system um, and so very geeky very very fun uh, quite bizarre quite experimental album really uh, really different stuff going on there um, loads of bizarre vocal effects and all this kind of stuff going on so really interesting quite a hard listen you have to be in you have to be in the mood for it but it's um, but when you are it's, it's absolutely great I think Mercury is probably the most accessible song on the the album. Um, it's a nice uh, kind of gentle piece that has some beautiful guitar from Bryce Dessner, who actually is from the National. It's uh, one of the guys from um, yeah. the National who, who you just played one of the songs by as well. So uh, yeah, well worth checking out. Beautiful, beautiful song. And if you're up for it, have a go at the whole album.
Okay, so there we go. So um, that's our Australian episode done. We've managed to avoid mainly, you know, Australian stereotypes. We've been pretty good. We've uh, I didn't yeah. say Struth once during the tasting, so, uh, so that was quite good. No, you did or, pretty well, and I didn't say that. That I hope that the Australian rugby and cricket teams lose every single match they play for the <laughs> to the end of time um, I managed to I managed to not say that so that's definitely good. didn't say that yeah that, that's what's impressive is that you didn't say that uh, so yeah, well, yeah. Done. well done for that that's pretty much all we've got time for today um so we're going to get back to geeking out over some more uh, of our starwood 10th anniversary uh, whiskey and finish off our the rest of our drums uh and in the meantime we'll um be back in a probably a couple of weeks time with a, a new episode for you um so look out for that perhaps aaron or perhaps optimal depending on uh, how organized we are with either of those um but yeah so any any final words to uh, to finish off andy no, just uh, I, I guess that's been a similar experience to when we um, when we first tried uh, Indian whiskies. That I'm sort of you know itching to find out what else there is coming out of Australia, and we'll be keeping an eye on the whiskies they're doing because because that was a that was a real strong contender there. Yeah, uh, if only just to be able to then do an Australian whiskey, uh, sorry, an Australian um, playlist of Australian music, just because. You know, by going for the space theme, we missed out on the chance to do all the Australian bands. So, uh, so we'll have to do that at some point in the future, uh, yeah. in a future episode. But uh, in the meantime, uh, do the usual. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and going to thisismydram.com for all of our playlists, podcasts, and blogs. And uh, in the meantime, chat to us on Twitter and uh, feel free to take the piss out of us as well. Uh, no mention of kangaroo testicles, please, though. Uh, but uh, other than that, I think that's everything we've got for you today. So, go on then, Andy. Let's play us out. Say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, do you see, this is the thing. You're so professional <laughs> now that you, can, you can't just catch me off guard like that. I the do. podcast is now over. Return to your lives, and we will be back in a couple of weeks. You sound like I know we're just in a space theme. You sound like that guy in um, what was it Space Odyssey 2001? I'm afraid I can't let you do that. <laughs> Open the pod bay doors now. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That's what happens if you try to unsubscribe to the podcast. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Um, cool, right. Well, thanks for that. Bye! Bye!